You are listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. Today's sermon is True Word of Yah. What is sin? A First John chapter 1 study. As always, in the description box of this podcast, you will find a link to the Lion's Tears Ministry where you can read and study this information for yourself while continuing to build your relationship with our one true creator. What is sin? This is a huge question that we're going to answer in the sermon. This sermon is going to break down the definitions of sin, the types of sin, and how we can overcome what it is that we can control. 1 John chapter 1, the entire chapter. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have held of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Yahushua. All these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie, and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Yahushua, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar And his word is not in us. Brothers and sisters, just like the word Satan, sin is a blanket term. So to get a better understanding of sin, we need to look at the definitions. Learning what we can control as we await Abba Yah's return is vital for our survival in the last days. As always, we'll start with the Hebrew definitions. There are many definitions of sin in Hebrew. We are going to touch on about three or four of those definitions, as well as the verses they are associated with, so we can get a full context. The first word is H2403, and it means an offense, sometimes habitual sinfulness. We find this word in Genesis 4, 6 through 7. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thou countenance fallen? If thou does well, thou shalt not be accepted. And if thou does not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Unto thee shall be his desire, he is talking about Gabriel, Satan, the adversary. 
And God tells Cain he can rule over him. For God is talking to Cain about his offering. And this will be a separate sermon as we're going to learn what caused Cain to kill his brother. But for now, we're going to learn what habitual sinfulness is and how to overcome it. For the term in this sentence means habitual sinfulness. So the devil, Satan, Gabriel, had a really good hold on Cain. And we'll learn that in sermons on our family, what really happened when we continue that. So for now, what is habitual sinfulness? And how do we overcome it? Habitual sinfulness is something that we need to define. In order to learn what we have control over, we need to learn what habitual means. The definition of habitual by Merriam-Webster means regularly or repeating doing or participating something or acting in some manner, having the nature of a habit. Synonym for habit means customary, custom. Our customs here in 2021 are not in a line with the word of God. Definition of habitual also means regular or repeatedly doing something, practicing or acting in some manner, doing something by force of habit or customary. It also means resorted to on a regular basis, or it also means inherited in an individual. And I'm so glad that the Merriam-Webster included that definition of habitual because habitual grace is found in all of us. It is inherited in an individual. For God so loved the world, all seven billion of us. He gives us grace. We just have to learn to activate it. And the way we learn to activate God within us is by seeking him and asking questions so that his divine influence upon our hearts can change us and we can reflect his light back into the world so that we can help others stop habitual drug use, habitual lying, habitual drunkenness, habitual rapists, habitual murderers, habitual thieves, habitual robbers, habitual cheaters, habitual gossipers. The list continues. So as you can see, there are two distinct definitions by Merriam-Webster that outlines the darkness versus the light of this world. Habits are either good or bad. Addictions such as gambling, drug, violence, lying, cheating, and so on are the bad examples. Getting up, making breakfast for your loved ones, praising God before your day begins, calling and texting someone, and sending positive prayers daily as a way to stay of sound mind and spirit are good examples. Habitual means habit or something we do on a regular basis. In the morning, I go to the bathroom and start my coffee each day when I wake up. Then I sit down, I write, 
or I listen to praise and worship music, and then I write because that's what I do all the time, and pray, or whatever else Abba has for me. But when I start my day off without coffee, I feel as if my day is out of balance because I'm not performing my normal routine. How are habits formed? Neuroscientists have traced our habit-making behaviors to a part of the brain called the basal ganglia, which also plays a key role in the development of emotions, memories, and pattern recognition. Decisions, meanwhile, are made in a different part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. And a deeper explanation of habitual sin and habits will be a sermon of its own showing how we form habits in the brain and how they aid in our decisions and how we can break and release ourselves from toxic habits. However, right now it's important to understand that we all have a heart and mind problem and it's a constant work in progress to keep focused and happy and delightful in these end times, which is why your helmet of salvation is vital. Another word for sin is H2399, and it means a crime or its penalty. It means an offense. It means a crime. We find this in Leviticus 19.17. Thou shall not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Hmm. Who's going to be punished for hating their brother? Is it your brother in which you hate? No. Your brother doesn't get punished for you hating your brother. You get punished for hating the 7 billion people who don't understand you. We are told hating is a huge sin. But what does hate mean? And can we control hate? To understand this, we'll use Leviticus 19 verse 17 to give us the definition of hate. So Merriam-Webster tells us hate means intense hostility and aversion, usually deriving from fear, anger, or sense of injury. The Hebrew word for hate means to hate. It is H8130. It also means odious. The term odious means extremely unpleasant and repulsive. A pretty odious character. When we hate any of our 7 billion brothers and sisters or cousins, as some of us call each other, we are putting on the character of repulsiveness. Repulsiveness is not righteousness. They may start with the same letters and end with the same suffix, but they mean completely different things. For Abayah's morals and values and ethics, known as righteousness, is the character we are to display regardless of what happens to us. First John Chapter 1, verse 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. So do you want to lie to yourself? Do you want to keep lying to yourself and telling yourself you have no sin when you hate your neighbor, your co-worker, 
the person who wronged you your entire life. Who, brothers and sisters, we learn to hate things like each other, like life, and even love. Sometimes even our own selves, which can come from never being taught respect, morals, and values. When we are in constant distress and abuse and struggle and chaos, it's hard, it is hard to value, yes, at times, even your own self. We learn as we grow up to love the darkness, then we either find God and make a choice to step into the light, or we continue in our sin. But even stepping into the light can be a struggle because the world tells us when we turn to God that we hate the darkness. And yes, we should not participate in the darkness, but we cannot hate the darkness for the darkness is what shaped us as well. And we must love those who are still in the dark for that's what Leviticus 19, 17 tells us. And if we don't love each other, then the love of God is not in us. The sin is what we hate, not the person. The sins are what we are trying to eradicate and not the people doing them. For these are lost souls and are under the control of Ephesians 6.12, the principalities, the rulers of wickedness in high places. And the way we save and guide our brothers and sisters, because we can't save, only God can. I hear you guys telling me you can't save nobody. I got it. I understand. I can't. God can. All I can do is write and he guides. That's what he tells me. He tells me, Liz, you write, I guide. Whoever comes, that was by me. And I'm like, okay, hallelujah. Even if it means I preach to myself, I still learn. Because God always works within me. Because I allow him to. Because I don't like the person I was. Because I know my sinful nature. But I also know the person who I am. And being able to know that I have control of some of the sin and that some sin is my own choice, I was able to take my life into control and say, I'm worthy. I love myself and I will not tolerate evilness in my life anymore. And being able to speak that freely and to stand on that matters. Even if I don't stand on it all the time and I fall or I give in, it's always, always the growth forward. It's always those small steps that lead to the big transformations. So we have to learn where hate comes from. Good therapy tells us what does seem clear is that hate tends to emerge as a learned emotion that flourishes 
from the absence of compassion. Feelings of hatred or intense emotional dislike develop for many reasons. People might begin to hate another person or group when they feel envious, jealousy over what they don't have or want what the other person has. Hmm. Coveting. That is what God says. Thou shall not covet. Coveting means you want what the next person has. And for me, all I want is to see God and have this world the way it is now be done. That's my hope. Hate stems from a lack of compassion. What is compassion? Sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. So what we should be doing is carrying each other's burdens and not going out of our way to cause malice and destruction to our brothers and sisters. H817 is another word for sin, and it means guilt by implication, a fault. This word is found in Proverbs 14, verse 9. And it says, Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Favor is Hebrew word H7522. And it means goodwill, acceptance, delight, self-will. When we walk according to good morals, values, and ethics, we are a delight in Abba Yah. When we walk according to our own will, we are stubborn and adhere to our own desires. In Genesis chapter 49, we learn the prophecy of Jacob's sons. He speaks to them and calls them out. And in verse 6, Jacob is speaking to his sons, Simon and Levi. Genesis 49, 6. O my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, my honor, be not thou united, for in their anger they killed a man, and in their self-will they digged down a wall. So the outline of usage in the word favor includes self-will. And I asked God, I said, you told me about free will, but what is self-will? So self-will is stubborn or willful adherence to one's own desires. That is the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It also means obstinacy. And I don't think I pronounced that right, but either way, obstinacy means the quality or state of being stubborn. The quality or state of being difficult to remedy, relieve, or subdue. When we turn to this world and the serpent seed doctrine, we are stubborn. We are bitter. We are possibly too difficult at that time to remedy because of our own desires or ideas rather than living out Abba Yah's will for our lives. There are more terms in Hebrew for sin, and to learn more, please use your lexicon and type in sin. It's going to populate all the terms related to S-I-N, 
but then you're going to have to decipher and look at the words where it talks fully about sin. And those are just a few in the Hebrew. Let us now look at the Greek definition. G266 means an offense. We find this word in 1 John 1, 8, which states again, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Well, <clears throat> what is an offense? An offense is something that outrages the moral or physical senses. So again, it goes back to our morals, values, and ethics. To overcome this sin, we need to put on righteousness. Righteousness in Greek is equity of character. It means, in a broad sense, state of who he who is as he ought to be. Righteous, the condition acceptable to God. Integrity, virtue, purity of life. Rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. Righteousness in English means acting in accord with divine or moral law, being free from guilt or sin, morally right or justifiable. Righteousness is our character, integrity, our virtues, according to the word and morals of Abba Yah. And you can find these morals and laws in Deuteronomy 6, Leviticus 19, Exodus 20, which are the Ten Commandments. Now, again, you have to use your discernment and understand that the sin atonement and the eye for an eye and all that has been done away with. For God is the true judge, and we can't cast out someone else's sin if we still have sin in our own eyes. Now that we know the true definition of sin and the sins that we can control, we can now identify our horrible habits and begin to change them. When we change for the better, we impact not only our lives, but the lives we touch on a daily basis. As always, it's never goodbye, but I'll see you later.